a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Stars and uh, Maxis Tires. Thank you for listening. This is the Atlanta Supercross wrap-up second round of the Triple Crown Series, which is uh, pretty sweet and lots to talk about when it comes to uh, Atlanta. And uh, we'll get right to that. First up, though, Fly Racing. Thanks to um, Fly Racing for coming on this show. You can uh, get the same gear, helmets, like Baggett, Benny Bloss, Weston Pike wear. Uh, Pike had a, a Fly Racing helmet on when he it fell from the sky in Atlanta, and it worked great. Uh, he even raced later that night. So uh, thanks to those guys, flyracing.com, also to Watercraft and uh, Snowmobile, Mountain Bike Stuff, flyracing.com has got you covered for all of that. Also, Alpine Stars, Tech 10, the A4 chest protector as well, a couple products that uh, really stand out from their line. Alpine Star Protects, it's that simple, folks. i got a pair of Tech 7s, and if you are in the market for a boot without a booty, uh, please check out the Tech Seven. Great, great, great boot, and uh, fits well. As uh, of co- fits well, of course, and has lots of cool colors. And Max's tires, the MXST tire, coming out real soon. Uh, from your bike to your truck and almost everything in between, Max's tires will have you hooking up, pulling a holy, and beating the competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Max's delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter the terrain or conditions. Jeremy McGrath is uh, developing that new tire. He uh, uses Maxis on his Cowies, and uh, if Jeremy McGrath uses them, then they're good enough for you people. All right. Uh, on the line with me, the voice of uh, GNCC, the voice of motocross, voice of flat track, the voice of quad racing, the voice of Geneva Supercross, the Jason Wygant. Yeah. I was excited. You're very excited. Oh. Atlanta was great. You enjoyed it, right? You enjoyed being there with the, I mean, oh, the stadium, the, the, the uh, track, everything was great. I'll tell you what, I haven't had that good a time at Supercross for a long time. That new stadium is so nice, it probably felt like it had all the comforts of home. <laughs> it did, you know. It felt like I was just on my couch. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't yeah. go. Okay, people didn't know. I didn't go. Um, but uh, I did watch it uh, online, and then I watched it later on as well. Um, What'd you think of the place? What'd you What'd you think of the Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Um, as new stadiums go, I mean, it's it's nice, and it is nicer than the Georgia Dome. And you and I are in agreement on this. There was nothing wrong with the Georgia Dome. There was no reason to extort the good people of the Peachtree State or Atlanta proper mm-hmm. to pay for this place. There was nothing wrong with the Georgia Dome. Nothing. Um, now, of course. These NFL owners want to flex their egotistical muscles, and they want to sell more suites, and they just want to have a cooler place than the others. 
Um, so, yeah, it is an upgrade from the Georgia Dome, but it is not as spectacular, I don't feel, as some of the other brand-new places we've gone to lately. It's good. Yep. But, um, you know, Jerry's World there in Dallas is still on top. Right, right. And uh, there's some other ones we go to. I even feel like Ford Field in Detroit is highly underrated. That's a really nice building. It's, it's just at the level of some of these other ones. Right, right. It's cool, but I wasn't blown away. Um, now, logistically, though, this is terrible. I heard that. Terrible. I was going to bring that up. Like, that seems to be the number one complaint from what, 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 what was going on. Yeah, and look, it's not a huge difference from previous Atlantas. If anyone hasn't been in this race, this is we've ha- we have some downtown supercrosses now. It's becoming more popular because they keep building more stadiums. The new model is to do it in the city, not in the suburbs like they did in the seventies. But you know, we always have the pits in the convention center, which is cool because it's climate controlled and there's a lot of space. But there's always a huge distance between the stadium and the pits. Um, because of downtown, you're trying to get in and out of parking yeah. garages, and there's security in all directions. Um, and then, you know, there's this giant crater, literally, between the pits and the stadium, which was where the Georgia Dome was before they blew it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, figuring out where to go and what to do and how to get there, uh, it was just tough all weekend. And I hate complaining about these things. These are first-world problems, <laughs> no doubt. Um, I mean, but it, it was tough. It was really tough to figure out where to go and what to do. As far as uh, uh, rental car parking, you mean, and getting to the pits and getting from the pits to the stadium, all that, or? Yeah, well, remember even for yourself that you know the parking situation hasn't changed. The stadium's right next door, mm-hmm. but you know you have to. There's, I, I think, literally seven different parking decks involved with yep. uh, the Georgia Dome, the new stadium, or the what? What it is is Atlanta's convention center, which is massive, is built into the stadiums. So there are seven parking decks to service what could be. Actually, the basketball arena is over there, too. So there could be probably, I'm not kidding, 10 events happening at one time. Mm-hmm. So there are seven parking decks. So take a guess on which one you're supposed to use for the weekend and yeah. where the privateers are going to be and right. where this is going to be staged. By the way, there was amateur racing coming, so that was going to just further complicate yeah. it. This has nothing to do with the event, really. If you're in <laughs> at 7 o'clock when the gate dropped and you're in the stadium, the racing was good, the track was fine, the format was fine, yeah. we're going to get into all that. But it just made the whole day a bit of a pain. Well, yes, and like you're right, it 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 doesn't matter all that much. Except Atlanta Supercross, the pits are packed. I don't know what they. Oh yeah, they were on fire again. Yeah, yep. so so all of those people had to suffer or whatever deal with security and the long walk and everything else. You know, it could make them think twice about you know going the next year. Yeah, like just as an example, there's. The convention center has, like, room A and room B, and they look, when you're in them, they're identical. And I think through the years, we've actually cycled through. Some years, yeah. the pits are in A and some are in B. Mm-hmm. You don't really, like, good luck knowing. And then when you're in one, you're like, okay, wait, was this the one where we went this way, or was that two years ago we were in here? <laughs> but whatever, man. It, it, it's When the NFL playoff game is over, what they talk about is the game. They don't talk about the way the tailgating went or the parking went. So I probably have already discussed this yeah, too I think, much. I think it was the- a hassle. Yeah. I think people enjoy. That's why they enjoy this podcast, the behind-the-scenes okay. stuff. I, I, you know, um, yeah. you yeah. know, we went for thirty minutes last week on you not getting a hotel room, for example. Oh, God. Please let's not talk about that this week. Um, no, well, you got a room, so oh. it's all normal. Um, Family but, came. I had no choice. I was very upset. I have a, I've already spent money in a minivan. There's plenty of sleeping room in it. <laughs> By the way, um, uh, subscribe to Racer X Magazine, please. There's a lot of stories in there that you will never read online. 
and they're not race reports in the magazine. We, we, we're beyond that, people. So uh, subscribe to the magazine, or we'll just stop doing podcasts altogether. That'll be We it. actually held uh, one of your stories hostage now for the magazine. The magazine has held it hostage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm not, too, not, not happy not about too, that. Nope. No, you're not happy, no. About, happy about this. No, I'm not. No. I'm not. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into Atlanta. So uh, I guess the Triple Crown came again. Um, did it? Did they tighten it up at all? It seemed like they did, but I was not there. What did you think? Uh, yeah, they, they did. Um, the big change, honestly, was they added uh, two minutes to each of those first two mains, mm-hmm. uh, which is two minutes more racing, which is four minutes total between the two classes, and that's four minutes less downtime. Um, so there was four minutes less downtime. Now, you watched the TV show, right? I haven't. I just got yeah. home, so I haven't watched yeah. it yet. Yeah. It sounds to me like not only was there four minutes less downtime, but something sounds like it must have been tweaked or massaged because all of a sudden the chorus of this filler is terrible and there's too many commercials, I have now not seen any of that. No. So it can't just be a four-minute change. There had to be something else they tweaked. Well, that's what I was asking. Yeah, I, I, it can't be just that extra minutes. There's no way. It didn't It didn't seem crazy sitting on my couch. It, it, it did not hmm. seem insane. But then again, you know, I, I'm like people freak out in, in this day and age over, over anything. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just being, you know, too normal. But it seemed fine to me. It seemed great. Like, whatever. There was a, a gap, and, you know, you, you looked on the results, and you, you surfed the web, and... Next thing you know, they were coming back on. So, Yeah, once again, it had the exact same uh, commercials and the exact same minutes of commercials that every other race has had this year. Triple Crown or not Triple Crown, Anaheim 2, Triple Crown, this, uh, Triple Crown, all the same. Exactly the same. But I didn't hear any complaints. I, and I know that the race wasn't on live, so maybe people aren't quite engaged as much. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I didn't hear yeah. any complaints. But I looked. I mean, I was working until 4 in the morning. And I, it's funny to when the race is not live and you're on Twitter and then you're seeing things happen again. Yeah. <laughs> like two hours after they happen, people are commenting, like on Ferrandis crashing on a triple. Yeah. Um, but I never heard complaints about the, the breaks. Yeah. No, it was uh, – I'm with you, too. I didn't get any on my Twitter feed either, so – yeah. Um, man, this series, like, it is just, okay, so Muscan didn't go down. He was second in the points. He did not go down. Uh, congrats to Marv. But Pike, flew, somehow Pike survived uh, falling from the sky on a triple. Uh, Ferrandis is out on that same triple, almost the same kind of crash. He'll be out for the rest of Supercross, most likely. And then we th- were thinking, uh, we used Blake Baggett, who was third in the points, uh, we're thinking his wrist injury that he suffered in the last main is pretty serious. Yeah, it might not be good, and I think the problem for Baggett is just that that's the wrist that it was way, way, way jacked up years ago. I um, think the first turn of Anaheim won. It's so long ago that was Jesse Nelson's first Supercross race. That's how long ago that oh, was. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. Nelson's yeah. whole shot and then crashed. Uh, and then Baggett broke his wrist, and that's been a struggle. So I, I think – you know, if he tweaks it just wrong, it yep. just means that there's a, a risk this is going to be bad. They don't know for sure. You never really know with that stuff at the track. Um, there's so many small bones in the wrist. So I, no one knew anything for sure, but yep. they seemed a little worried. Yeah, it didn't didn't sound good, right? Um, no, they seemed worried. And, yeah. and, and Ferrandis, that's a huge blow to a, for a potential race winner. And, you saw the pie crash? Have you seen the oh pie yeah. crash? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, any other rider, he's done. Right? He's done. Holy crap, man. He, you know, here, okay, here's the one problem with logistics. Uh, well, there's several. First of all, you know, the Triple Crown, they got to go back and forth to the pits, and this is probably the longest distance 
between pits and stadium uh, of any race, and you have to walk your bike at times. San Diego is pretty far, but I think they can ride the whole way, right? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Um, so going back and forth and having to push with a problem. Pike's only major injury was his heel. And then this is the race where you've got to push your bike. Yeah. Like, at quite a distance. So how did that but work? It's Pike, bro. It's Pike. The only thing I noticed, he was super pissed. Because I, I don't think he remembered or knew that at the Triple Crown, if you're not top 18, you go to the LCQ. Yeah. So he was effing angry when, when this news dawned on him. Yeah, like... J-Bone's got to tell him, no? Doesn't somebody have to tell him, Budman? I, I, I think so. Yeah, because he wanted it in the first practice. The second practice was faster. I think he went out and did like two or three laps just to see if he was uh-huh. okay. But he didn't try to like put in a hard lap. And then I saw him like, talking to his mechanic, and he's like, yeah, I don't know, man. You were only like 15th going into that, and then this session got faster. And he's like, yeah. And then Pike's like, I almost confused as to like, why he's being told this. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, you know, you're not top 18. You got to go to the LCQ." And, and not happy. <laughs> I mean, someone's got to tell him, like, "Bro, you got to pick. You got to do some. You got to want a good lap here." Like, I don't know. Yeah, wow. yeah, that could have been really bad. I mean, he made it through the LCQ whole shot, no problem. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. you know, but it's just the way this sport works, man. Hey, it's not much for the strategy game. And then, and then, so we lost Baggett, and then uh, we got we got this shining beacon of light, Justin Hill, in Tampa, <laughs> that opened everybody's eyes and yep. uh, crushed it. And then he just continues to wad himself in Atlanta and a really nasty one, and, and broke his toe or something. Yeah, and what? There's only one race before he's got a great 250 again, which would be what? Indy, or is that two weeks off? No, two weeks. St. Louis. Is oh, there's St. Louis also. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I I would have to imagine that's the end of this 450 experiment, which really well just goes that hurts. We can't have anything nice. We, that's the bottom line. We can't yeah. have anything nice. Yeah. Well, just the hill thing was so fascinating last week, and to just think that's ah, already over. Yeah. See you next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really a bummer. Um. Well, hey, listen, the Triple Crown. We had five winners in six races at A2. This week, six winners in six yeah. races. Yeah. We're, I mean, this is the part where we just start. You know. Just basically verbally uh, diarrhea about how great this Triple Crown is over and over for 10 minutes? <laughs> the first race, I would say, wasn't proving anything. Because we did have the multiple winners in Anaheim, too. But the racing wasn't really amazing. Uh, um, the track got a lot of the blame for that Anaheim, too. But yeah. it's not like any of those races in Anaheim, too, were great. Right. They just had different winners. First 250 race, I mean, tell me if you've heard this before. Marty oh, has it. Marty. <laughs> Marty <laughs> throws it away. So it's like, well, that was really different than we, we've seen this race a million times. That wasn't anything crazy or mm-hmm. spectacular. Yeah. And I, I know it's early to judge, but I was starting to say to myself, um, is there something about this we're not calculating, like where the dudes are holding back because they know it's really about consistency over three rounds or whatever? I'm like, maybe this isn't going to. Maybe it isn't going to produce compelling racing. Now we've got a track that's difficult and technical, and it didn't change it. Mm -hmm. But then, oh, my God, that first 450 race. Yeah. The people were going nuts. It was so good. And I think that stamps it. This is doable. This is a thing now. (laughs) It's it's that good. Yeah, well, I I mean, we hadn't seen, okay, six mains in Anaheim, too. None of them were spectacular, the first main here. So that's seven times we've had these short races. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. 
but damn it all was this good. It was. And, and, and not just well, because I mean, of the obvious. I mean, Justin Brayton <laughs> brought it home. Justin oh, Brayton brought oh, it home. Yes. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And and pulling away by pulling away from the man who's earned a gigantic lead in the series. Pulling away. I mean, that's exactly what we talked about. A guy like Brayton can win a main, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're yeah, really, yeah. And, and he did. And, like, okay, he got fourth overall, but you cannot tell me that the uh, Bullfrog and MCR and Honda are leaving that night going, oh, man, whatever, a fourth. Like, they don't feel like they got fourth. The amazing thing about this format, and this is what I like about it, I counted it up. I think there's seven or even eight 450 guys who can say on this night, and their teams also, that they had some shining moment. Brayton, obviously. Craig, great. Anderson won it. Muscan won a race. Uh, Cooper Webb almost won a race. Mm -hmm. That's five. Tomac didn't end up winning, but he had some big passes, and for a while you thought he was in it. Yeah. You know, like he might win this. So that's uh, six guys I just counted right there that them or their team can be like, hey, remember that? That was cool. Yeah. Or their sponsors, like they had their moment, which is you don't get six dudes saying that on a normal Supercross night. No, no, no chance. No. You don't have six different yeah. leaders or six different guys that are like, damn, look at this guy. Like it's usually right. one or two. So that's, I mean, maybe we're just giving out participation trophies here. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you really see, you always heard, oh, everyone can go fast for six minutes or eight minutes, but I guess we really know that. Like, they really can. Right. Although, having said that, Anderson took the overall, uh, 2 one four. And yep. he was the best guy. You know, like, he he was the best guy. Everybody, I, I thought Eli, at times, I'm like, oh, here comes Eli. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. There's then, a moment. And he then a moment. He, yep. he just couldn't make it happen. Uh, kind of whoops. He struggled in the whoops a little bit. I think some of his lines weren't great. But at times, I'm like, oh, boy, here comes three. You know, he needs, and he's sure. coming to the front. And, yep. uh, and Brayton, of course, we didn't really saw him after that first win. Uh, Cooper Webb uh, looked really good the, the second two, but you knew that his first race ruined him. So to me, Anderson like consistently moved forward and was the, was the best guy and fully deserves a win. Yeah, and you know what I think worked in his favor? I mean, these tracks, we have a million theories as to where these crashes and injuries are coming from, but I think it's you cannot ignore that the damage these 450s are doing to these tracks, and we've got more laps than we used to because most of the races are time main events or longer, the, the beat-up tracks are a factor. I'm not, I don't want to ever put the blame on any one thing that's causing injuries, but a lot of these crashes were because of ruts, for example. We've had ruts in Supercross forever, I understand. Yeah. But the beat-up tracks, they do lead to great racing at times because guys are making mistakes and they're going back and forth, and like you saw that with Eli. But I think it almost, what do you think of this? Because Anderson is probably trying to be smarter than everyone right now instead of worrying about winning every race, a triple crown format on a gnarly-ass track like that almost falls into his lap, I feel. Because he's more willing to just take thirds and fourths than anybody else right now. Right. Perfect. Yeah. The next thing you Perfect. know, you've got the overall. Yeah. Yeah. Like every, did, I mean, did he say I don't what? think he ever went balls to the wall. He didn't need to. Did he say anything was wrong in that third moto? No, I have to assume he knew what the overall situation was because, right. yeah, those guys did roll him yeah, pretty good. Yeah. But we, we, we got our nine minutes. Yep. Um, anyways. Uh, We're out of time. Yeah. Questions. 
Uh, oh, I, I got seventh guy. Baggett was also a huge factor. Baggett was right there all night long. Yep. So it was seven guys. And JT and his VIPs down there, they were going nuts. I mean, Baggett almost whole shot all three and went wide every time. Mm-hmm. And they were – they have a glass-stained press box. Yeah. And they were in the front row. So it was creating this echo, like they were screaming into the glass. It must be what the hot front row is like in one of your dumb hockey games. They were screaming at the glass for Baggett? Really? Yes. Oh. Those VIPs, every time Baggett, and he led into the first turn every time, they were going nuts. Oh, they were wow. going nuts, clapping, screaming, and then he'd go wide. <laughs> and then they're like, yes, yes, oh, oh, <laughs> screaming into the glass. Right, right. Um, and each time he ended up not getting the whole shot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was he was a factor, man. I hope his wrist is okay. But yeah, everything I talked to today doesn't sound great. So, how um, many times in the second main when he was on Anderson's rear fender did you think it was coming? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit. You're just bracing. You're like, when's he going to finally tune him up? Yep, yep. Absolutely. He didn't do it. And he didn't do it. I was waiting on Eli like that too. Like I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, here it comes, here it comes, and then he just small mistake or whatever. You know, he was jumping a couple sections that were big. Um, nobody else was doing that three three. I don't think. Um, yeah, it was it was good, man. He was great. Uh, and Marv Marv qualified fastest, I believe, right? Yeah, Marv qualified fastest. I think in both. Yep. Time sessions, actually. Yeah. So you knew he was going to be good. Just a matter of getting a start, you know. Um, yeah, I think he might have been the best guy even in the first race, but he started at the back of it and he worked his way. He actually beat Tomac straight up. Yeah, he did. That's one. right. He did. He caught him and passed him. Yeah. <laughs> but this was puzzling. So I asked everybody in the press conference, what was that first race like? I mean, there were six guys battling at one point, yeah, going back and forth. And Eli and Anderson are like, oh, yeah, it was crazy. It was unbelievable. You know, you're trying to be offensive and defensive. Marvin's like, I wasn't ever in it. I wasn't able to catch these guys. And I'm like, didn't he beat Tomac? Yeah. yeah. He didn't seem to recall that happening. They didn't show it on the, on the TV, but, yeah, he caught and passed them. Yeah. So. <laughs> Didn't seem to recall that he right. actually caught Eli and right. passed him and beat him. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you did, did Brayden show up at the press conference? Oh yeah. I'll, okay. I mean, right, yeah, that yeah. team's sending him almost no matter what. Right. So when he wins, how right? was his attitude? This is hilarious, and this is I think what happens when the guys are older and they can just be brutally honest. He admitted that winning that he was just not ready for the second race. <laughs> <laughs> he was just he basically had a race win hangover. He's like, his wife came down. Because this is his home race. It's the closest to Charlotte, yeah. It's our home race. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's like, oh, my friends are there. My wife's there. We're going crazy. You know, we're celebrating. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, I got to go race. And he's like, he just wasn't in it mentally in the second race. Yeah, he never, he never got a start again. Never saw him really no. after that. No. No. It was like, he just couldn't. He won. That's all that matters. He won the first race. Should you should you get like a point five in the record book? Should you get, <laughs> should you get like a half? Like if, if this was Jeff Myshak, we'd give him the full win, you know, because Jeff, Jeff believes in that for two fifty riders. He believes in giving them everything, everything. So should we give Braden something for this win or any of those guys? <laughs> Look, no one was more excited than me, including Braden himself. Yeah, um, I'm in the press box. They were just—it it reminded me of Atlanta years ago when Marty was going to win for the first time, and everyone was just staring at you, right, 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 waiting to see your reaction if Marty actually hung on, and he did almost endo. Yeah, he did. He did that's right. <laughs> on the last lap. On the last. On the lap. last lap. Huge lead. It's finally got it, and everybody's staring at you. So everyone was staring at me when Brayden won. Yeah. 
and my, I just furiously texted out random letters in it. all caps. Yeah. Um, but so no one was more excited than me. Yeah. Except okay, maybe Brady himself. Yeah. But no, no, this okay, we're going to be lucky right, okay. if this format works at all and people accept it. I'm not right. going to upset the apple cart that much. Don't start claiming that this format also screws up the record book. Good no. point. Yeah. yeah yep. okay. Anderson right. won. Congratulations, Jason Anderson. He's your winner from Atlanta. All right. Sounds, sounds good. Um, yeah. Hey, Craig was good. Good starts and uh, led some laps. Fifth yeah. overall for Craig. Yeah, and um, he seemed to almost get like a second wind. I don't know how much you could see from TV. Like, they were all over him. They get him, and then it's like the dam bursts. It's like, oh, they're on me now. And then you, you, you see this happen a lot when a guy in his situation leads for a while, and then it finally somebody passes him, and then it just wrecks everything. And then they start going backwards. Yep. yep. But he actually picked it up again, especially in the last one. And he was right on Anderson at the end. Brayton and him were right on Anderson, still charging right to the end. Um, so he was even better than – the starts were obviously good, and he rode well early, but – Pretty encouraging, and yeah. God, he. When you see him battling those six guys, he has the best style of all of them, and these are the best dudes. Yeah, yeah, it's he's the good. best guy. Uh, he has the best riding style of anyone in that 450 class. It's awesome. Yeah, six seven. I don't know what he does. It's he, uh, something different. It looked like all the mains when he got passed by one guy. He, like you said, he got rattled a little bit and get passed by a few guys right away, and then he kind of got that second win. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He was coming back. Um, so that was really good. Um, I, I I guess he only rode twice uh, this week, wherever that's worth. I know he did ride it last year, but yeah. Um, they said they didn't have to race this weekend. It was his option. If he didn't feel ready, they would have waited. So, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, Cooper Webb is okay. That first moto we crashed, uh, but second two, uh, second and a third the last two, and last week he was on it. Uh, he won a heat. He's qual. I think two weeks ago, three weeks ago, he qualified fastest. Like mm-hmm. Webb is starting to get better here, starting to figure it out. If this season really keeps going this direction and he becomes a podium guy or even wins one, it's going to be one of the more puzzling seasons. Like what? What? What was going on? Wow. He's improved like three hundred percent since that heat race at Glendale when he went from like second to ninth and and couldn't catch Vince Freeze. Well, some of it is for sure attrition. I mean, you know, full full marks okay. earned for I'll, him. I'll spot a little bit of that. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, riding yeah. better. Oh, yeah, he obviously. is. No, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. But if he starts making the podiums, you're going to be like, okay, well, well, you know, now we just lost Baggett, you know, <laughs> lost Kenny. And so. <clears throat> he was probably a lap off of Anderson at the beginning of the year, and now he's battling him. Yeah. Yep. He's gained nearly a lot. He's, he's gained ninety nine percent of one lap's worth of speed on Anderson. Yeah, no, he's he's figuring it out, man. He's getting better. Absolutely. He, when he got right close at the end, I mean, the, oh, it was the close. First, <laughs> I mean, he was right there, you know, in the last lap of that second race. Mm-hmm. And that first race was so good, the crowd was like really teed up. So they were pretty much waiting for him to like. They were pretty much imploring him to take Anderson out. Bloodthirsty Atlanta it Georgians. <laughs> It was. It's just like, give us some action. Give it to us. Let's, let's see it happen. <laughs> hey, I was listening to a different uh, podcast um, last week. Oh, well, um, not aware. Schmain, Schmain, Schment, um, racing. Not familiar with that. No. Yeah, nope. yeah. Uh, Blair Daniel is the host. No, nope, not not familiar. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah, I listened to one from a few weeks ago, and they were theorizing that, like, why don't these guys get in there and try to rough Anderson up? And they were like, I guess that's not their deal. Like, Barsha was the only guy that maybe it would do that, and he's gone. Uh, and I was like, I don't know. I don't. I think there's too much analysis. Like, that's not how things are won and lost. It doesn't come down to who can get the most physical. It's not no. NBA defense here. But I do say now, after watching all these laps and really good racing, now I'm starting to believe that. Like, when these guys are close with Anderson, he's better at that type of racing than any of them, and it shows big time. Um, what do you mean? Like, he, he, he's, he's, he can – I mean, I know what if you're he, saying, but – If someone has to make something happen, he's always the one that makes it happen. And if they're in that type of gnarly battle, he's always going to be the one that comes out on top. He's yeah. always the aggressor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they never get him back. Well, I think, you know, part of that, the, the shooting the holes in that theory is, is he's going really super fast. Like, to, to, to go that fast and then have time to jack with someone is tough to do. You're, you're, I, yeah. you're focusing yep. on being so damn fast and hitting your marks and breathing and, you know what I mean, and relax. Right. Like, like to, to do all that and then be like, oh, hey, I'm going to check up here and, and square this corner and ride to the outside, and, or I'm going to rough this guy up, but not so much that it t- you know, so I don't go down. And, like, that's really tough to do. That's, that's akin to the F-16 target fighting. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. like you, can go yes. For the, you can go for the pass, you know, and rough them up that way, but if you're just going in to be like, I'm going to jack with them. Like, that's tough to do, you know? So I guess, okay, so in your example, it would be like, again, the entire first race, I think it was, people were waiting for Baggett to run it, run it in on him. Yeah. Just waiting for it to happen, and it never happened. But, but I guess what you're saying is it's because Baggett is going balls to the walls just trying to go as fast as he possibly can and breathe and hit his lines and not crash. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. full focus is on that instead of where can I hit him. But if, but if there's an opening, he'll go for the pass, but there, you know, there, there isn't, wasn't an opening. Right? Right? Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. not sitting back there plotting yeah. where he's going to get him. He's just yeah. trying to keep up. Yeah, your heart rate's 190, and you're just trying, yeah. to, trying to figure it all out. You know? But I, yeah. mean, I think what you'd want to do, if, if you were to do that strategy, if you didn't care or whatever, you'd do it in practice. Oh. You know, you'd go out there, and you, you, you get in his way in a fast lap. You take him high in a berm. You lean over on him or something. You try to rattle him that way, and maybe he, maybe he gets so flustered that you know he just wastes his time in the race trying to get you back or something. You know, I don't know. It's never really seen any of that work before, but I'm just theorizing here. Um, Jason Thomas and I. I don't know if you know him. He used to race. I am familiar with him. Yep. Okay, he used to race. Uh, he and I did a show on Facebook Live after the first set of mains, and he was. He was confused as to why these dudes, they need a miracle at this point and why no one, they all had a shot at Anderson at some point to pass him or, or rough him up, and no one well, ever tried to do it. This isn't American Gladiators. You know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're trying to race. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, he's raced a lot more supercrosses than I have, but, I, I you know. I, I think know. they're just not as good at it as him either. Well, that's, that's certainly a point. And, and when we're really like, these dudes are 60, 70, 80 points down. Like, you know, like who's, yeah. you know, Mar- was Marv going to do something? Hell no. You know, Tomac would, but, you know, Baggett would, but that's about it. Um, yeah. Brayton's not yeah. doing nothing. Craig's not doing nothing. Um, I just, I just, I think it's harder than, it's harder to do that than it, than it seems, you know, to, to jack with someone like that. 
But hey, look, um, Anderson widened his lead after the Triple Crown in Atlanta. So good yeah. job for him. Um, yep. it, Chad Reed, 10th overall. What happened in that second main? He really dropped back. Yeah, uh, that is the one downside of the Triple Crown. I can't remember now. <laughs> okay. There is so much crap you're trying to digest at the end of the night. You're trying to keep it all straight and which happened here and how did this guy end up where he ended up because again when Marvin said that he never got in the battle in the first race I'm like I swear he beat Tomac but maybe he didn't right um so I don't remember because yeah absolutely the first half of the night yeah Reed was much closer much closer than he's been seventh bro in the first main like seventh place yeah not like uh what random race earlier in the year he just happened to get a start uh Oakland yeah, and it was... Or San Diego, it didn't, one of the two. Oakland yeah, it didn't matter, though. No, no. It was like, dude, get out of the way. Yeah. No, he was just in the battle. Like, yeah. he was keeping up. Yeah, it good. was much better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he seemed, seemed happier. Uh, Pike's a hero just for being out there. Um, Tickle had a terrible night. Oh, wow. Oh, terrible oh night. What God. happened? He, I think he was down on the first lap of all three races. I don't even know how you could pull that off. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's hard to do. There was an explosion of a crash between he and Webb in the first race. That might have been maybe in the second lap. Then he was down. Um, the first turn was pretty clean, but the second turn was like a real hard 180. Mm-hmm. He was down in that in one race. And I think he was down uh, in the whoops, I think, in the third one. All first lap. Three times down in the first yeah, lap. He, and Tickle told me that was his track, man. That was his style. <laughs> they, they showed him just riding off in main three. Just, that's it. Like, no moss. Like, I, I'm, I'm good. Like, it ain't working enough. I mean, Tickle's, Tickle's not pulling off, you know, unless there's something. No. Yeah, unless there's something going on. Like, he's not that type of guy. But he just said, that's it. I'm good. Yes. You get caught in three pileups. And, again, he didn't wad on his own. Yeah. It was like three incidents completely on his own. <laughs> yeah. Three times. I think uh, you're just done. Uh, Chisholm had another good finish. Chisholm's been re- really good. Just kind of 10 to 15, but consistently 10 to 15, you know? I made a point to watch Chiz more this week because... <laughs> you said I, last week, right. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice him until halfway through the main uh-huh. last week. I do say, as much as these tracks are gnarly and the 450s are tearing them up, there is... Fixing that is not the be-all, end-all. Because you watch a guy like Chiz... He, dude, he could do a hundred laps. Yeah. Put, bring the con- let the concrete come up, the plywood. Give him a two fifty, a four fifty, a seven fifty. Yeah, no. He's not going to wad it up. Chiz he just is, knows what the hell he's doing. Chiz is Chiz. Yeah. Yep. He just. Uh, I mean, I saw so many dudes crashing, and then I just see, oh, there's Chiz riding through. Yeah. <laughs> Chiz a- just passed four more dudes playing in the ground. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's. <laughs> Chiz is Chiz. Chiz is Chiz. Chiz is Chiz. Chiz be chizzing. You know? Chiz is going to chiz. Chiz is going to chiz, dude. <laughs> that actually needs to be on the back of his pants. Chiz is going to chiz. Chiz is going to chiz, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, Malcolm, what, did you get a chance to talk to Mookie? Uh, no, not after the race. The, oh. the press conference was uh, six podium guys in Brayton. That's all we got. <laughs> they, they Listen, never, never mind. I, never mind. It's just like I don't like no something's not it's getting worse. There's less buy in than ever before. I don't really know what's going on with this. Well, there was some fallout last week. Uh as you know, Chad came last week, he was mad he didn't get invited to the stage. He yep. was pissed off about yep. that. 
Um, I think he should have been. I, I think there was a miscommunication from somebody there, for sure. Yeah, yeah, they, they should have run him up on stage. I agree. Yep. Uh, and then Hampshire and McAdoo, I think, came last week, and they bolted. Yeah, they so were there, but you never even saw them, I right? never even saw them. Like, why are they bolting? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, so now we have a problem of the guys are coming, and then they're waiting for the 20 minutes of the regular podium guys to talk, and then they're, like, mad, I guess, that they have to wait. And they're like, this is stupid, like, why am I here? And then they leave. So it is getting worse. Like, it's so dumb on these teams and riders. I don't know how to fix it. I, don't, I think Sean does a good job or as much as he can do to get these guys there. But, yeah, when they show up and leave, like Dan Bentley, Geico was telling me, like, I don't know what we're doing waiting here this long. And I'm like, uh, just, you know, it's part of the gig, isn't it? I don't know. I, yeah. You know, I, these guys want to yeah. go home. I get that. You know, they don't want to stand around. But I don't know. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, tell them to come even 25 minutes later then. Yeah. Yeah, something, right? Yeah, because I think it usually starts at, say, like 10.20. So tell them you come at 10.45. Yeah. Then the other guys will definitely be finished. I don't know. Poor Forkner had to take one for the team. He must have done 17 one-on-one interviews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because there was nothing. Everybody's yeah. like, well, what are we going to do? I guess yeah. I'll just interview Forkner again. Yeah. And, and I even, I've said to Sean, I'm like, hey, can you tell the teams – to tell Anderson, Tomac, the three podium 450 guys, those guys have been up there lately, but for, yeah. the three 450 guys, can they stick around for one-on-ones? And they're not. And I'm sure, I'm sure that they're asking, but they're not. They're leaving. So there you go. Yeah. You, you have Jason Anderson. Or any of those 450 guys, you have them for two and a half to three minutes of audio. Yeah. That's, that's all you have sure. about the whole race. You can't – that's it. Even if you wanted yep. to ask more, they limit it to ten minutes, which is fine. But uh-huh. – you cannot ask them anything else. They get through two minutes of audio. I, I don't understand how that's acceptable. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm venting, but I don't know. And I mean acceptable like from the team's point of view, from the PR. You know? Well, I don't think PR is ever their goal. Yeah. Winning races is the goal. Yep. No, I, yep. I know. But, but if so we want the wanted, athlete's pissed, then that's going to make them not ride as well. So the goal if, is to make him happy at all times. If we want to grow this thing, I keep hearing about growing this thing. <laughs> I keep hearing this. <laughs> If we want to grow this thing, you know, right. Steve, if we want to grow it, and, and uh, so uh, there I go. Okay. Um, Bowers looked like he faded a little bit late in the race. I think he's still dealing with some injuries a little bit, but uh, I never saw much of him on, on TV. Yeah, I did watch him a bit, and, uh, yeah, it did seem like he was more trying to put in laps, um, although I can't tell how much of it is a dude, not just him, but other guys in his situation are tired. Or everyone commented on how eaten up the track was. Yeah, they said it was a little more old school Atlanta. It was a lot softer and ruddier than it had been. Atlanta had become like slippery hard pack. You know, the last yep. maybe what yep. seven or eight years. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Definitely been different. Um, so this year, <clears throat> I mean, it had some holes. Like I don't know how they do those on offs. I mean, those it looked like whoops were forming on the top. <laughs> right. So I don't know half the time if if a guy like Bowers might just be like, dude, I'm just trying not to crash. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, how, why did all those got? How are the routine? We've had them in Supercross since what 1986. These triples. What the hell's going on with these triples? Well, that one in Atlanta was coming out of a turn, so they were drifting wide and trying to probably stay out of a rut. You know. And then hitting the tough block. And then hitting the tough block and ejecting. Um, God. And then we saw is Sudi in the qualifying race in the oh. RCQ. Oh my God, he's lucky to be alive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, Probably two feet tall now. Uh, what about the net? The the net <laughs> worked again. I got a video message from Matt Bichelli, everybody, after that. It was 
It was very kind. Did he go upside down? I don't know. I, I just, oh. I just, I never, I just saw photos. I don't, I don't know. Oh. He, yeah, he, I was told he was upside down. I don't know if that's true. I didn't see it. He said I saved his life. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I just love how it's so attached to you. Yeah. That, like as the riders are going into it, they're thinking about you. It's beautiful. He broke it though. He broke it, so he hit it pretty good. Oh, and you I know they wouldn't work. And, and you know, we I've always been there for the safety of these guys. Oh, and and that's yeah. uh, that's what's been going on lately with Baggett and Bichelia and Colt Neck. Let's not forget Colt Neck, the pioneer, the pioneer of, of getting, close, getting close hanged and flying to the ground. <laughs> I know you're doing it for safety. No, you know that. Yeah, wow, absolutely. It you, wasn't so. You know. You know. You know, you know. that. You know that, Weech. <laughs> it wasn't so with three turns to go, Cooper Webb had an opening and a bull berm to do something with it. No, no, no. Always safety. <laughs> Always sure. safety. Um, I, I was talking to Baggett's dad, and I said, look, man, this is terrible now because with all these injuries, this is before the main event. So before yeah, Blake. Yeah, was yeah, yeah before Blake. Got <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, I'm like, with all his injuries this year. It sparks all these conversations as what's what's wrong, what can we do, what can we fix? You know, shoulder pads, two strokes, track design, track maintenance, whatever. And I'm like, now the problem is Steve looks like he's the only one that's actually like done something. <laughs> he, now he looks like a damn like he's right. he's the messiah. He's yeah. the only one that ever did right. anything to make riders right. safe. And Tom what did Tom have to say about this? I mean he, he was so happy with the net. Like you yeah. can't I, you you cannot put holes in their nets. They Appa- couldn't have been happier. Apparently, there's there's a jersey waiting for me. Blake said. No. Yeah. There's there's it, the the net jersey is waiting for me to to be displayed. The, the jersey he had on. Yeah. Apparently. In the cr- I, I don't know. Maybe it's got little like like creases on it from the net. Oh god. Um. <laughs> wow. Well, I only got him one more week. Apparently. Why? What do you mean? Well, I might be hurt again. Now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah. I thought you meant the nets. I thought you said the taking the nets away. No, no. I mean, I, yeah. we need I, more. We need seriously. There needs to be more, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, we were looking. I mean, there were still two sets of corners that really, really could have benefited from a berm. That turn after the whoops, right? Um, which we had almost the same exact situation in um, Tampa last week. There was the whoops, and then this rando flat turn. Yeah. Um, that's. I know where your real motivations were. Yeah safety. yeah, safety. Oh, oh sorry, safety. Yeah, safety. Sorry. Yeah, um, my bad. It's great, though. Daniel Blair even brought it up on, on the Supercross Live broadcast. Like he said, Steve Mathis. Like he, he was calling them the RC Nets, but it's slowly creeping in, you know? So my <laughs> He was calling them RC? He, at, at the start, he did, yeah. Yeah, the RC Nets. He loved oh, it. come on. Oh, he loved it. Oh, God. <laughs> but I, I think when I introduced myself for Main Event Moto in, in Tampa, I think he realized he wasn't, he was, you know, this was going to keep escalating, so he better he better play it straight. So um, great podcast, great podcast. Yeah. Uh, so Vince Freeze, they tried to sneak a bike in, and he got DQ'd. I have so many questions. Well, I'm I'm assuming you were hearing this from other uh, other scuttlebutt. You were hearing about this, right? Yes. Yeah. You didn't just hear about it from me. No. 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 Oh, okay. No. I got yes. I got some info on it. Yes. 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 Uh, yeah. At the end of the night, I was scrolling back over to the pits, and people were like, "Oh, we got a scoop for you." So yeah, apparently, Freeze came to the line in the third race, and the bike looked completely brand new. Mm-hmm. And 
what I was told, I don't know how much of this is accurate. Right. But one rider on the line who has raced a lot of Supercross races. <laughs> has, he, does he, has he ever won a title? Well, when I say a lot of Supercross races, apparently more Supercross oh. races actually than anyone in the history. Oh, oh okay, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. with you now, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're going to go to the starting line, yeah. don't line up near the guy who literally has been on the starting line for more. <laughs> he's, he's seen so many bikes yeah. and front fenders and number plates. He, he actually was just given a plaque that, that afternoon, oh. or that, that evening, yeah. for doing the most Supercross races. So okay. this rider, yep. I guess, noticed everyone's bikes were dirty except this one and alerted the authorities. That's, that's what I was told. I don't know if that's really right. who turned him in. But I, I, the DQ thing is true, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Yeah. They, they yep. just, I don't, but I don't know. I'm getting conflicting reports on if they got an okay, but it really wasn't an okay, or if they got a shutdown, but they tried anyways. I'm getting conflicting reports. I'm going to try to get to the bottom of this. You know, Tony and I are now friends. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, I got a lot of questions. But anyway, so yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know what? Hey, like this is exactly what I've been told to by many people is there's not enough time to fix a bike if there's an issue. And no, I mean there, you know, I what does it happen to a big time star? Then what happens? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's going to though. It it's has going to. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's just not enough. We, we know you can't make the brakes any longer than they are. That's the main thing people are complaining about. Um, so the brakes aren't going to get longer. They're going to get shorter, if anything. Uh, and then, yeah, throwing a, a particular set of circumstances like this where the pits are far away and you got to push the bike. Anderson said he never left. Anderson said he just sat there by the podium all night. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, that's, what kinda, that's, like, that's like 45 minutes where he just sat there cold. That's uh, like that's pure like amateur racing right there. That's, yeah, yeah. He just sat there and his, so he just wore his gear for three hours. Um, I mean, you know, they could say to the teams, "Hey, you can have another bike for this race for these Triple Crown mm-hmm. races." But dude, these teams don't have more parts and bikes and things on the, to put on a semi and everything. Like it's you know, like you're introducing a whole another set of issues if you said you can run two bikes, you can tech two bikes. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just yeah. pick any team at random. Does Cowie want to make four race bikes now? Right. That they have a Bowers and Tomac backup bike yeah. ready? Yeah, with, with suspension and parts, and they got to ride it. Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, they don't, they don't want to do that. I mean, to me, it's not a problem that really needs to be solved because, I, to, to me, this is where the term, hey, that's racing applies. Yep, yep. Like, if you can't, if, if your bike breaks and you can't get it fixed in time. Yeah. That's you. That's your problem. Yeah, That's yeah. how racing works. Yeah, yeah. There are mechanical problems. If your bike breaks in a race, you don't complain and you don't get points. <laughs> like, that's the way it goes, man. Yeah. But it is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. as much as Bullfrog got a lot of PR for Brayton, Bullfrog also had a rider <laughs> DQ'd. So, yeah, it's so. just so MCR. Like, like we want a main event. Wah, wah, wah. We had a rider DQ'd. Like, <laughs> well, just we're we're totally legit now. We're, we we beat factory teams. We're we're a, yeah. We're as solid an operation as anyone. All all those dramas of the past, it's in the past. It's in the past. And then we roll out a bike yeah. out of the truck. Yeah. Chiz gonna chiz and MCR gonna MCR. <laughs> <laughs> MCR is gonna MCR. MCR. Well, they were together actually last year. Must oh, that's a good tough, point, right? A tough combination, yeah. yin and yang. Um. <laughs> 
So the LCQs, uh, actually some guys didn't make it, like uh, Bradley Taff, Dakota Tedder, main event guys, in my mind, you know, they didn't make it. So. I can't understand Ted's, man. What's up with Ted? Uh, Ted's is ankle. He was there. Ted's is ankle in, uh, in San Diego really sent him down a dark path. Um, yeah. yeah, Ted's is, had it. Ted, Ted has not been the same guy since then. Uh, and, and 250 class, uh, I don't know if anybody. Well, Jerry Robin was in. Oh, I think Jerry. Second when they red flagged it. Oh, Jerry. But, <laughs> I mean, let, can we say Jerry's going to Jerry? Jerry's going to Jerry. <laughs> Because I even tweeted, like, there's no way that Jerry can, like, I forget what I tweeted. I said, there's no way Jerry's going to do this again. Like, he can't. Like, he, he can't have everything go right for him. Twice. Oh, you mean after the red flag, like, you just knew? Yeah, yeah, I just said so. I tweeted, like, Jerry can't pull this off again, can he? Like, he, he needs, like, the sun and the earth and the moon to align in, in orbit, and then he can get it together, you know? But yeah, Jerry's going to Jerry. Um, there's just a whole new world. When 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 fantasy is is yeah. <laughs> connected to sports, it yeah. opens uh, up. Jerry Robin, what what kind of handicap do you give him? I uh, now he's he's back to being the highest you can get. Yeah, I was gonna say you have to make him the wildest of wild cards. Yeah, no, he he is. Um, all right, hey, listen to this commercial from Race Tech guys and also Maxis uh, Alpine Stars, and we'll be right back on the Fly Racing Racerx podcast to discuss. The 250s where things would get a lot more heated if there was another guy on the line. Uh, listen to this commercial. We'll be right back. Race Tech suspension and engines, people. Pulp MX-18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race Tech specializing in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race Tech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Race Tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpomex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck, and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. Hey, we're back! Fly Racing, Racer X. Uh, podcast. This is the uh, Atlanta Supercross wrap up. Thanks to uh, Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com, making shit happen uh, on the daily. Folks at Fly Racing. Also, Alpine Star Protects and Maxxis Tires, MXST Tire, coming out real soon. Um, speaking of old riders like Jeremy McGrath, did you happen to see Yogi there? Did Yogi Dog make his presence? You know, I didn't see Yogi Dog, and they had a big um, celebration for Millsaps. Yeah. Uh, he got to ride, you know, he came out. Uh, Millsaps rolled the track with his son on the handlebars, and I think there might be a case of whiplash now. Oh, he was bad. He was. I mean, those jumps are sharp. Yep. Yep. Steep. Yep. And and I think there might have been some whiplash rolling the jumps with a kid in the handlebar. Not easy. Yeah. No, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. It was a rough ride. Uh, but yeah, I would have assumed I would have saw yeah. Yogi Dog. But I see Yogi. I see Yogi. I see Yogi every Atlanta. I said, "What's up, Yogi?" And he's like, "I'm good. How are you?" And I'm like, "I'm good." <laughs> Man, there's a silence. Yogi doesn't have a whole lot more to say. 
So that's the O dog. Um, <laughs> hey, by the way, in the 250 LCQ, Tanner Basso for his team has mom and dad as his first sponsors. That's awesome. That is good. Yeah, yep. that is, that is a classic that can never ever go wrong with that. Um, all right, so 250s. So, what? I'm sorry, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> it's just. I mean, this is Jerry. This is, I think, his second year pro. I mean, I think he raced some nationals at the end of the previous. And, like, God damn, anything that can happen. He's always blazing fast. Yeah. Uh, but 250 LCQ, if your fantasy money's riding on Jerry. Oh, God. And then he's finally got things going his way, and then a damn red flag. Oh, boy. Um, and that, did he just get a bad start, or did he actually crash in the re- 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 restart? Um. No, just a bad start. No, yeah, just a bad start because first time I saw him was 10th, and then I think he crashed. He was 10th or 11th and crashed. Like, like I said, uh, Jerry. Like, Jerry, Jerry's not going like, to have two things go right for him. It's not going to happen. Oh, no. um, all right, so Forkner won the overall second race in a row, but he never won a main event. 4-2-3, and we had controversy, big controversy with, uh, with Zacco and, and Osborne, or Zacco and Forkner. Um, I heard I heard in the pro, in the post race press Zacco just was not touching it. He was not going there. Yes, yes. Classy Zacco just said I haven't seen the tape yet, so I don't know what to say. I'm sure he saw the tape. <laughs> Is there any chance he didn't see the tape? <laughs> zero, probably zero. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look, Forkner moved over, but you know, the, the other guy that usually does these podcasts with us, he's screaming bloody murder, and I'm I just I'm sorry. I mean, I don't have it like. They tell me what you think. We they come into this section exactly the same. Uh, Osborne tries to jam it in on the inside, and Forkner sees him or sees a white fender, anyways. And and they're exactly the same going in the rhythm section. And uh, Forkner carries a little bit more speed and gets a bit of a lead on him. But if you're Austin Forkner, okay, you remember two races ago, Osborne raced up the inside and parked you, right? And we talked about that pass, and it was. Not really dirty. It was kind of racing, uh, but I could understand Forkner being upset. But but it wasn't like oh Zacho killed him. So Forkner's thinking like that's going to happen again because he's right next to me. But Forkner is also not thinking like I'm going to cross jump this dude because if you do that, you're as much danger as getting landed on as you are, um, you know, protecting your pass. You can see Forkner's body position. He's hanging off the side like he didn't mean to go that far to the left. Did he mean to go left? Probably a little bit, but not like I'm going to move right over on this dude. You can see by his body language, he's hanging off the bike. He didn't mean to do that. And and Osborne hits him and goes down hard. And, and again, I just don't think Osborne, uh, Forkner was like, I'm moving over in the air on this dude. I, I don't think anyone would do it that much. I mean, there well, are some uh, photos. People, there's people who think that because my Twitter timeline, there's a lot of people who think that. There's a photo I know, at least one from like shot from the front of them. Yep. And Forkner's bike is so sideways; he's coming right to left, so viciously aggressively. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like half the track. Right. He's jumped from one side to the to the. To me, it's so egregious that it couldn't possibly be the way he planned. No. To do it. No. That's the part I agree. As far as the, is he looking for revenge from uh, Dallas or protecting? I don't. I don't know if I. Only only Forkner would know that. But uh, as far as that, I, I just, I can't think. If, I mean, people literally want to punch Vince Freeze in the helmet. We've seen it happen. But does anyone cross-jump to that degree? 
No, like, I, that I, was, that's what I mean. I, I think Faulkner was moving over a little bit. He wasn't going to go straight. He yeah. was probably trying to move over a little bit and so that by the end of the rhythm, he's more to the bottom of the berm. You know, yeah. so 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 exactly what happened at Tampa doesn't happen again. But yeah. but I there's no chance that Forkner's like, hey, I'm just going to block this dude in the air. There's, I don't think no so. I don't think any rider. It's just so dangerous, so 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 dangerous that I don't think anybody, even in the most heated situation, skull and crossbones flag, uh, which would be involved in this situation because it does involve the team that invented the skull and crossbones flag for for the rider that was knocked down. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, Skull and Crossbone Flag is a joke from Kawasaki saying, oh, if a title's online, you can just do whatever. But even do whatever, I don't think even counts this. Like, this is beyond even do whatever. This is beyond T-boning. This is cross-jumping in the air. That's every rider says the most dangerous thing you can possibly do. So I just don't think anybody is that malicious. Anybody. No. Even Freezy, who everybody hates, I don't think is that level of malicious. When you look at it a little closer, Osborne looks like he moves a bit right, too. Looks like it. I don't know for sure, but it looks like Osborne moves a bit to the right. Forkner moves a bit more to the left than he meant, and, and you have that accident, you know. But I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not screaming bloody murder, you know, about, about this. And, and JT was very upset. Fly racing rider goes down. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I just, in, in a lot of these things, I, you know, I have, I, I had Zach's back on, Zach's back on that Savachi pass. I'll st- stand with that. The Forkner move, I'm okay with. The AC thing was just retaliation. The AC took him high. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like if Zach and his supporters feel like Forkner did this on purpose, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to flip and, you know, say no. I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you on that, um, only because I, I just don't think anybody is willing to cross-jump on purpose to that degree. And Is it awesome for Forkner to try to move over a little bit in a rhythm lane? Probably not. You know, that, him trying to do that is what led to him probably doing it wrong mm-hmm. and worse. Um, but it's not really my place. Like, I don't, I've never battled a dude through a rhythm lane. For all I know, they move over here and there a little bit to try to get the edge setting up for a corner kind of subtly. Um, all the time. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Um, yeah. Not, not but, my place to comment. Yeah. Uh, for Zach to take that shot and go face first and, and you know, re- really do that. And then oh, okay. to, it's so bad. Yeah. And he crashed in the, in the last main in the first or second turn or whatever, second, third turn, whatever that was early on. For him to pull a second place. turn with the net, actually. <laughs> yes, the net. <laughs> yeah. For him to pull out a second overall, like, he's got to be happy to take that. Um, okay, so you're watching at home. Do, do, were you aware of how the overall was turning out? Um, did they make yeah, you aware yeah, of that? Or yeah, did they, they did. show it? Yeah, or? There, there's some other issues with the TV broadcast that I have, but that one, yes, they let us know. Okay, so because Zacho, Jordan Smith had it for a little while. Yep. Um, yeah, then for- Zacho did have it with a lot to go. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and Forkner passed um, Forkner passed uh, Hampshire. 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 Yes, Hampshire. Yeah. Yes. And uh, in the building, you know, they had the points on the screen, <clears throat> which was really helpful and good. Um, but, again, I have to give credit to um, Blair Daniel, who has a, uh, also has a podcast. No. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Schmain Schmement yeah, still, Moto. Still not. Still nothing. Uh, uh, yeah. With, he basically saved it all, Blair Daniel, by, I believe it was him, saying, 
you got to watch Forkner. He's doing the big rhythm, and Hampshire's not done it the last three laps. This is going to be Forkner's chance. If he does this big rhythm and Hampshire doesn't, he might get him, and that'll be for the overall. And that's exactly what happened. And that's, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's a fourth quarter, like, throwing a, you know, 25-yard yeah. big play touchdown. Like, that section was beat up. Hampshire wasn't doing it anymore. That jump was big. It was gnarly. And Forkner put the balls on the crossbar. I mean, he wasn't even close to him when the lap began. Not really. Yeah. But dude, like three or four laps ago, you're like, he's not getting Hampshire. He's so far behind him. Yep. Well, but he kept jumping it. So even, so even, you know, more to the point, Osborne to be one lap from leading, from winning the thing and then get second overall, like he should take that all day long. He looked like he had a clutch problem too in the first main. He wasn't happy with something. So Yeah, I see what you're saying there. I actually feel like of the three rounds so far that this is actually Zach's best performance. Yeah, probably the way he sliced up from, I mean, God, when did he pick his bike up? He was in 10th, 12th when he picked his bike yeah. up? In that, in the, yeah, after, it was not good. Third yep. um, yeah, yeah, I think he rode really well. Um, you know, I'm not going to take anything away, anything away from Fortner. He won the race. But the, I think this was the best performance Zach's had. And George Smith goes 3-4-6 for third overall. You know, like you said, he was going to win it at one point. Yeah, that was a weird thing with, uh, with, with Jordan Smith. He's ridden so well this year, and his starts were not good. So I even asked him on press day, I'm like, is that really all it is? He's like, yeah, but everybody says that. He's like, you watch every West Coast race, and everybody's just like, it starts, it starts. And I'm like, yeah, but you, do you feel you're riding well enough that if you just get good starts, you can win? And he's like, yeah, I think so. And then he actually did get good starts, and then he didn't ride right. as well. As yeah. he, and he admitted that. Um, yeah, Sidney Smith was up there. I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Right. But he wasn't as frisky as I thought he would be in, in all three races. Um, yeah, no, it didn't look like it. Uh, yeah. J-Mart, it takes a triple crown, but J-Mart pulls off a win, a very unlikely win. Oh, it's, I don't even know. Like, he had a huge crash of practice. I thought he was going to be done. Um, to, if you had said, I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't have believed you. You're actually going to win. You're going to leave tonight walking away. Yeah. yeah. As the winner. Right. And the final race. When was the last time? Uh, uh, J Martin Supercross, man. Where do we even start? Just when you think. Just when you think you've got to figure it out. Yeah. Like he's good or he's bad. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, a win pulls, happens and pulls, then a disaster happens. Pulls off the win, yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's. Yep. Marty's I don't know. And Marty's going to Marty. Marty's going to Marty. Yeah, that's the exact opposite. You always know Marty's going to Marty. Yeah. Uh, Marty, Marty. Marty had the overall also for a stretch of the no, he third didn't. race. No, he didn't. Yeah, what? because in the first race, he still ended up getting something. He got eighth. Yeah. Yeah, he was going to go 8-1-2, I think. <laughs> and, uh, and, or maybe it was even 8-1-1? No, no, no. Martin was ahead the whole time. I think he was going to go 8-1-2, and it was yeah. almost going to get the job done, and then Marty, Marty. Well, I was... Talking to somebody who's really close with Marty, and he. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't, you don't want to name any names. Right? I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> okay. This gentleman, though, has has a summer cross title under no. his belt. <laughs> he has a 125 Supercross championship where he never won a race. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, uh, I'll have to look in the record book to figure out who this might be. Check those two stats and see. <laughs> And narrow it down from those, however, say, what, what do you think, 30 guys? 20 guys? Okay. okay. This isn't that same dude, Bud, Bud's Creek First Moto, you mentioned. 
a ton of time, is it? That one, I, I'm not telling you that. I'm not, no. Not, no. But <laughs> you find all the dudes who have won summer crosses and titles without winning a race, mm-hmm. and you try to narrow it down. Okay. okay. So okay. I was talking to this gentleman, and he mentioned that Marty has – like neck issues from from Dallas, he can't. His fingertips are going numb. He's got a knee ligament strain. Now he's going over the bars. The, the damage from this weekend hasn't been calculated yet. Like, there's a chance Marty is out and just like, hey Marty, go sit in an ice bath for a week. Like it's it's not good. No, and it's just I mean, for for many years, you would point out that Marty would Marty himself. But now we've reached another stage of Marty's career that even when he does get all his ducks in a row, this freaking chain breaks at the Pro Circuit test track when he's got a title on lock, or he can't get into Canada because of visa problems, or he's by far the fastest guy in the opening round, is about to get the whole shot, and then dudes hit him from the inside. Yeah. Like, now Marty's having problems that have nothing to do with Marty. Yeah, so if all these crashes are the result of that huge crash in Dallas, again, not his fault. I think I think a few people are arguing that it was on Marty, but I'm not going all the way back to Dallas. We're moving on. <laughs> okay, Bill. All right, Bill. Yeah. Um, like, we're not going to rehash his first turn crash again, but for the most part, that oh, I can't thought, really put that on Marty, but it led to Marty things happening. I've heard Osby's not happy with our takes. On the yeah, you mentioned that. You yeah, said that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, at this point, Osborne's 70, Forkner 68, Hampshire is 11 back of Forkner and uh, Jordan Smith's 13. I, it's, I, you know, God bless Hampshire and Smith, Colt Nichols and these dudes, but this thing's coming down to one of these two guys. Well, I think it's just shaping up that way. They've, yeah. they've won the races, and we've also got this other X factor of whatever personal thing could be brewing between the event or the teams. Yeah. Oh, Again, yeah. Classy's act wouldn't go there. But we've got some hit now. We've got some history. Oh, you don't think the Cowie guys were like perfectly happy seeing Zach's face bounce off the berm? I, I, yeah. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo! Yeah, I Bingo. mean, yeah. yeah, and that doesn't help in situations like this. Now this you thing, know, this, this thing could get uglier before it gets better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if it, Fortner's a good dude, but he's probably heard three hundred times about yeah. Osborne yeah. how mad yeah. they are about Savachi last year, right? Um, or AC, so that, or, and AC. Or, or AC. Don't, don't forget the yeah. AC thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that doesn't that doesn't help. Should we put um, Should we put Osborne in a group text with Forkner, like we did with the with AC? Him and AC. <laughs> we, I did do that. You did. I yeah. put, I put you, them together in a group you text. You linked them together in a group text. Right. Yeah. Hey guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, real loser in this is Ferrandis because he. Oh yeah. yeah. That just sucks because I mean he was going to win a race. Oh, for sure. Yep. Yeah, now, now he's Actually, not. Actually, um, I think I said he crashed in the first race. He crashed in the second race. He got second in the first one. So, yeah, things were looking good. Yep, yeah. things were looking good. Uh, That's what really stings when you're, okay, Justin Hill getting hurt now, probably not going to race 450. I probably won't for the rest of the year. Who knows? Ferrandis, Baggett. You know, you got to strike when the iron's hot. All three of those guys are riding well. Mm-hmm. You know, something really big could have happened, and now it's damn it all. The, uh, That's what sucks. Hart Raft, by the way, I don't even want to talk about him. I don't want to pronounce his name right. He really screwed a lot of people in fantasy. I want him to know that. What happened this time? I, I, this part I don't remember. Well, be- didn't even notice. No, because he did good. And, oh, and when come he, on. So many people picked him last week. 
myself included, he maxed out his points this week. And last week, all he had to do was ride around the turn and get into the main event. Just ride around the turn, Brandon. And uh, and this week, he he got in there and uh, rode very well to get a ninth and then screwed everybody who picked him last week. So that's where we're at with fantasy. I think so. I think he so. He screwed you because he did too good. Yep. Yep. Um, too good. Jimmy D ended up on the ground a couple times at least. At least once, huh? Yeah, definitely a victim of um, not getting starts, and then it seems like anytime something goes wrong, he's in it. Um, so thought, yeah, we haven't really been able to see. I thought Jimmy D, one of Jimmy D's strengths are starts. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so too. Do we need to go back to saying that Suzuki is old and slow? Are we going back to that? Uh, he was very adamant after that podium in Dallas about the bike. So. Well, I'm just saying the hilarity of they apparently didn't change anything, and it went from slow to winning. Now it's to like podiuming. Just, yeah, right. Is it back to being slow again? Yes. Yes, stab it. <laughs> okay. Slow again. Everybody else picked up right. some power in the last couple of weeks. Um, what else? Uh, Moseman made his the season debut, qualified pretty well. 18-12-12 on the night. So that's his debut Supercross, I believe. Yeah, yeah. First Supercross ever. Yeah. Did he have yep. to go through the uh, the RC road to? He did. Okay. Yes, right. he did. Pettis, no. Um, Canadian guys. You're good. Yeah. Ferrandis? Yep. Nope. You're good. You, you never grew up riding Supercross like Austin Faulkner, but you, you, you can't go. Um, what else? Uh, what else from Atlanta caught your eye? Anything else? Did, did, did you hear any griping about the Triple Crown? Now that people had already had one done, but everyone, was everyone pretty excited for it? Did, was it met with any sort of... No, it was so, so, so much more positive, yeah. uh, I feel, in the, the first time, which goes back to my original point on that Anaheim 2 show, which is you can't make a direct comparison to between a format that's been refined for 40 years and the other one with its first shot. Mm-hmm. They've already made – these aren't massive changes, <clears throat> but you could tell those first main events felt longer. It felt more legit. Did you get changing any? Did you get any anywhere, those two minutes? Did you get anywhere with putting the LCQs into the night show? No, no, no whatsoever. I mean, they they gifted us four more minutes of racing in the first mains. Not not looking good. And we got Weston Pike. Hey, that would have been show the crash, the drama. Can he get in? He's hurting. Can he make it? Would have been a great story. He didn't even know we had to be here, folks. He didn't even know. He, didn't <laughs> he just thought fast forty. I'm good. He just didn't even yep. know. Um, yeah. Yes. But I. We're, didn't I hear something about a nah, – we heard something about a provisional coming back in for top ten, but then we – did we check on that and it was no? Did we ever check on that? I think we did check and found out no, that did yeah, not happen. Right, okay. Uh, that was, yeah, I think there, we is no, there is no um, provisional. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of my day uh, cruising through the pits. Where would you eat? Uh, uh, well, uh, the, the whole – the logistics, it was to have a race with logistical problems. This is not a good one because uh, Atlanta is the home of too many things, including it's my de facto home race now because it's the closest supercross to where I live, so uh-huh. I brought my family. That brings untold consequences and complications. Uh, and then it's that way for everybody else. Like everybody, there's basically two home races. You're either Anaheim or Atlanta. That's the way it feels. Yeah, 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 you're probably um, right. Yep. So. So many more VIPs and tickets and where to go and what to do. Uh, I was scrambling around. Yeah, by the time I finally got free, I basically sent the, pe- sent the family home 
before the night show. And I'm like, now it's time to start. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Tasmanian devil through these pits and have nine plates of food. Yep. Because I, had, I hadn't had free food all day. I was very upset. Right. Um, oh, no, wait, no, correct that. One of JT's VIPs purchased Chick-fil-A for me and my family. <laughs> That's right. You did tweet that. Yes, he did. The, the, he did. He, the, the man just said, let me buy you Chick-fil-A? Well, I go way back with this guy. His son had memorized the exact words I used with the Chatapult. Oh, I think um, I remember this guy. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I shot some videos of it, the kid doing everything I said with the Chatapult. So he, he feels like that was so cool to give his son time uh, and talk to him about it. That uh, he, I'm, I'm, I'm like Bob Hanna. I got Chick-fil-A for life from this guy. Why Bob, uh, Bob Hanna? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. I, I, here's something else I found out about Atlanta, home of Chick-fil-A. Uh-huh. I was talking to David Evans from JGR. Yep. You know, as you know, he's friends with, what, like the grandson? Someone in the hierarchy yeah, of yeah, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, no, I, when I was going on about how much Chick-fil-A sucks on the Pulp Show, that guy called in. Trying to he defend. called the show? Yeah, he was trying to defend Chick-fil-A. Mm. Okay, yeah, so we know that that guy's got some connections. David Evans said that the grandfather, the actual founder of Chick-fil-A, owned some land in Georgia, and whenever Bob Hanna needed a place to ride in the east, that's where Hanna would ride. Really? Yes, the, the founder of Chick-fil-A, tight with Bob Hanna. And I've heard Bob Hanna mention on some other podcast shows, not Blair Daniels. Oh, Okay, other ones. I'm not, I don't even know there is other ones. Well, there's one known as the original and still best, I, I, actually. I never, yeah. Uh, also from Atlanta. Confused. I don't know any of this. <laughs> yeah, and Hannah comes on there and says, like, I get a $20 Chick-fil-A gift card in the mail, like, every month for life. <laughs> really? And I was always like, what the hell? What, what could this connection possibly be? Well, apparently Bob Hannah tight with yeah. the founder of Chick-fil-A and would ride on this random piece of land in Atlanta and, and, whenever he needed. And me, being the cynic that I am, Last year, I'm talking to David Evans, and I'm like, okay, this is all awesome. Why doesn't Chick-fil-A sponsor JGR? Like, you know, this is exactly what you want, is an in, a passion, and interest in our sport, and a multi-million dollar company that wants to market to young people, you know. And David Evans is just like, yeah, they don't see value in the sport. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, not trying to be a jerk here, but. You know, this is where we're at with our sport. Yeah, I think this guy uh, has pretty much said, like, yeah, we're not sponsoring anything. And that doesn't mean motocross. They're not on the JGR NASCAR cars either. Yeah. Like, but I look, one thing you got to say about Chick-fil-A, they, they're doing it the way they're doing it. They're not opening on Sundays. Yeah. They're not budging. Yeah. Apparently, no. they're not sponsoring something. They're their, not. Their sandwiches suck, too. So. What? I thought you changed your mind. No. No, I never no, did. No, I heard you finally went to one. And I, I did. I went to one in uh, wherever, and it, it still sucked. It was... The best thing was the fries. The fries were good. Yeah. No, it's good. I'm a fan. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, yep. wh what else? Uh, so, Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha. That's where I ended up uh, getting fed. Oh, so okay. All big right. thanks to them. Home, home race for them, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they. Yeah, uh, the Denny family is Georgia-based. I was told by them to not ask for tickets for Atlanta. I'm like, I don't need any, but... They everything was full. Like they, that's their deal. They have a lot of people there for that for that race. So, the amount of ticket requests for all these because there's just so many riders. When you put up MTF and Club MX and yeah, everybody's got some damn roots down in Georgia at some point in their riding career. So, so there you go. Um, um, I did have a, I, uh, JGR had a thing at Auto Trader on Thursday. I hosted it for them. Oh, um, 
Oh, yeah, it was good times. Because hold on, I, I hold on. You got paid, though, right? Yeah, but I had so much fun, I, I think I'm going to undercharge him. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. It was really cool. It's really cool. What did you have to do? What was the deal? We basically did, like, I think last year they had the team come and do, like, autographs with the, with the employees. Uh-huh. So this year we just I had, we had them come on stage and I asked them questions and kind of explain how Supercross works, prime the pump, and um, the the employees at Auto Trader were shockingly excited about this. Oh. I was, I mean, it's kind of a rando connection, you know. It's Auto Trader sponsoring yeah. the Supercross team. Yeah. It's not it's not Jimmy Johnson well, da- coming in here. I mean, Dada must have had something to do with it. Well, I guess they see the um, – actually, I think Toyota is actually where this connection started. Okay. Um, but you do have to say, if you want to be young, edgy, this is supposed to be the motorsport you're oh, supposed to sure. want to be. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and as I've said over and over, a small a small percentage of, of your check to NASCAR could get you so much in supercross oh. motorcars. Oh, yeah. I believe it's probably 120th or right? 125th, yes. literally. If you had a million dollars, do you know what team owners in our paddock would do for you? They'd kill a man for you. Yeah. They'd kill yeah. a man and bury his body if you if you promised them $1 million. $1 million, yes. Yeah. Um, so these people at Auto Trader were pumped to see this team. So we hung out all day. Like, we did this, like, 20-minute thing, and they signed autographs, and then they went around the building and got to meet people in person. I think part of the reason that some of the people were so pumped is because we were being paraded through the area where people answer angry phone calls. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, oh, a five-minute break to meet some guy who does something else? Whatever he does, now, I don't care. did they let Pike meet people and talk? Well, this is what I'm getting at. I have realized this is a rare – JGR hasn't had all six riders in the same place very often because, you know, like, some are filling – like, Mookie wasn't even on the team. Yeah. He's a fill-in for Bogle. Bogle was there, though, and East and West riders. So they had a full collection of six guys, and yeah. I'm like – this is probably the best collection of personalities any team has ever had. <laughs> probably, yeah, you're right. Poor Kyle Peters. <laughs> yeah, there's Kyle Peters. Yeah. All I could say about him was he raced in Australia. That was the only, <laughs> right. the only thing I had. But you have Phil. Phil. How can we have Phil? Right. Hill, who is becoming a breakout star in many ways. Yep, yep. We had 10 minutes to kill before we went on stage, so to speak. So he started singing and playing guitar, and he was wearing, like, cut-off sleeves. And it's like, and then Phil's on his case for, like, bro, you're not looking professional. Yeah. And Phil's being miserable about the music. And then then Mookie and Hill start talking about buying cars and, and the cars they collect. And then Mookie's talking about his dad. And I'm like, this is hilarious. Mookie's on this team also. Yeah, Mookie, Mookie is, like, he is really cool. Like, he's a yeah. really cool dude. Yeah. I enjoy every conversation I have with Mookie. Good guy. Yep. So Hill is talking about playing guitar. While he's playing guitar and singing, he's talking about he owns so many old muscle cars that he can't even count them. And then Mookie's talking to him about that. Right. And then Mookie starts talking about cars and his dad and, and James. And I'm like, these two are hilarious. And then Phil's all pissed off. And then I forget, you got Jimmy D with a very, very, very popular Jimmy D. Yep. And Pike hasn't even shown up at this point. Right. This is the best collection of personalities yeah. we've ever had. Yeah, Pike's going to tell these guys to F off and yeah. maybe make a crude remark about their significant others. Yeah, eat, eat concrete for breakfast. <laughs> um, I can tell you, Pike, actually mid-20s professional dirt bike riders in general, 
but especially Pike, they were very popular amongst a certain subset of the staff in that building. Right, right. They were very happy to see Pike walk in their hallway. Right. Phil? Yeah. Phil also or no? Not so much for Phil. So then I ended up going to breakfast with Pike and Phil the next morning. Ah, God, like. If you want some exposure for a sponsor, just give those two to give those two a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, well, they live together in California, right? So you can just imagine. I, I can't imagine Pike and Phil together. Right. God. Uh, uh, another bad night for JJR. Hill crashes out. Yeah, yeah. No podiums for Jimmy D. But God, do they have personality? They do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> I like how too like. You can almost say anything to them or about them. It doesn't matter. Coy does not care. J Bone doesn't care. Nobody like nope. nobody like is over there being like I read what you wrote, you know. Blah, blah. They just whatever. They don't care. Go come on in. You're welcome. Like, you know. You spent like 15 minutes on a podcast ripping, <laughs> right? The bike, the, the the program, everything about the 250, and the only thing they could muster up at Anaheim was, well, we haven't even raced it. I mean, what can we say? We haven't right. proven anybody wrong. Yeah, no. J J uh, J Bone was like a couple weeks ago. He's like. Even you, you said some really shitty things about our bike, and I'm like, I did. <laughs> like, I, I mean, you know. And then yeah. we just kept talking about something else. Like, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. So, so 48 hours or so on the road with JDR was just. Yeah. Maybe that needs to be a show. I mean, it was. Um, what was what was Phil complaining about the most? What was Phil? Oh, Phil was mad. He got to the shop. They told him to meet him at a certain time, and then everybody had already left, and he's pissed off. Right. And then he and he and Peters had to go, and then Phil's, like, dragging. Like, Phil looked more miserable and tired <laughs> than ever, and then he was mad that he couldn't find a Starbucks anywhere. All right. Um, Hill was eating all the candy. Like, you know, people, like, at Cubicles will have, like, a bowl of M&M's right, or mints right, or something. Right, He He ate a- anything. Like, yeah. 37 deaths worth of candy. <laughs> And then, and then Phil starts getting on his case. He's like, this guy doesn't even, doesn't even care about his diet at all. He's, and then they started making fun of him. I guess Hill microwaves Tyson chicken nuggets. Oh, really? During, <laughs> they said, okay, he won the heat race last week. Yeah. He, may, he went back to the pits, microwaved some chicken nuggets, and ate them before the main. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I and like they were that. so furious. Right. They were so furious. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah. great because Phil yep. does spend money on Whole Foods. Like he b- totally believes in all that, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that was the conversation with right, him and Pike right. at breakfast. Was just all these super high end. I don't even know what things they're talking about. Yeah, just all these theories um, on diets, and then then it just goes to Hill. He just eats whatever he wants. Well, and then uh, there was a signing on Friday somewhere, and uh, I'm not going to name any names, but rider who was who's currently out of action right now um, rides a Yamaha. Used to be a privateer guy, kind of got a ride. Three days. Oh, yeah. Two briefly days. a privateer? Yeah, briefly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, he sent me a, a, an Instagram story, and Hill was mowing down some pizza on Friday night. Come he's, on. He's like, look at this guy, pizza. <laughs> in, the race. in front of fans, and at, like at a signing. Like everyone was like, <laughs> and he's mowing down pizza. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> the so, night before a race. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Al- Alden Baker would lose his mind. I forgot you also have Bogle on the team, who is a rapper. Yep, yep. Just throw that in there. We have actually a team that has a guy that plays guitar and another guy who raps. Yeah. On the uh, same team. Phil could probably play something depressing, like some sort of... <laughs> blues harmonica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> blues a, harmonica. Right, just one of those... <laughs> <laughs> My dog died. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> All right. Okay. So that's it. Hey, what do we? What do you know about this Honda thing? Is Craig gonna keep riding it? Is 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 he not going to uh, uh, go back down? Do you know? Uh, Any word? Yeah. No, I, the, they only said the two races. They only oh, said today, Tony. Yeah, but, but then what? I think he's going to go back to doing what he does. So they don't have a rider for in, they don't have a 450 guy for Indianapolis? Yeah, look, I, again, I had my family until I had Okay, very sorry, bro. All right, sorry. Yeah. Apologize. Yeah, I, I just didn't, I wasn't able to get to the bottom of it. I wanted to talk to Chad about, I mean, you're the one saying that he was not commenting on riding for Honda. Yes. Yes. The always out, outcoming, uh, outgoing, forthcoming Chad Reed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I never, never made. It. You know, what makes Chad's situation tough. When the riders have the combination motorhome slash pit truck all mm-hmm. in one. Yep. Like walking into a team semi for guys like you and I at this point, we can just go in and out all day. We're good. Yeah. We know that's acceptable. Yeah. But walking in out of motorhomes. Yeah. Is a little weird. Oh yeah, no, like last year, like Kathy Tomac. Called me into Eli's motorhome uh-huh. to tell me a story about a basset hound, which I'm up for, of course. And e- and Eli's in there like eating, just chilling. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll just or if they're in there in their underwear, or I'll just I'll right? just I'll just sit down right here and you tell me tell me a story about the basset hound. But Eli's right there eating breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, oh, speaking of breakfast, man, Pike gets so mad that the restaurants cannot make oatmeal the way he makes it at home. Gets him so angry. Uh, this is this is what goes on. This is what was, this is what I learned over the weekend. Coy wasn't there, was he? No, no I guess he had to be out in Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Well, Coy was out here. I was here. Oh yeah, you had a NASCAR race. You should have went. I could have totally went, right? Oh my God, that would have made his day if would, he was. <laughs> would he have given me a? He would, he could have got me a pass. It's Coy yeah. Gibbs, right? I'm sure. Oh, oh man, he would have loved it. He would have. Paraded you around, and then, and, 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 and then pointed out all the real journalists, right? Like, all pointed out, you know, there's a real journalist, there's a real journalist, there's a yes. real, like. I really think you would have enjoyed it, just spending a whole day parading you around, and making fun of you. I think so too. Damn it! Yeah. Damn it! Oh, man, I cannot man. believe I didn't think of that. Neither did you. Uh, neither did anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure you assumed you were going to Atlanta. I don't even know where was I. Oh yeah, so I can't go into Reed's rig because probably I know he's going to be naked when I walk in there. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. hey, how's practice? Whoa! Right, yeah, no, Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you, man, yeah. for sure. Yep. Um, yep. All right, okay, everybody. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing. Thanks to uh, Alpine Stars. Thanks to Maxis. Uh, sorry JT couldn't make this one. He was up for a pot earlier, everybody, and then just went radio silent. So I just want everybody to know. I tried. Tried really hard. So, But Wygant is up for you people, and he's down to do a podcast at any time. Just want everybody to know that. No. Oh, okay. Well, JT will be on pulp, I'm sure. Uh, he will be. Um, all right. Uh, Daytona this weekend, you are announcing it, and I am making my triumphant return to Daytona. Yeah, I've got to get you onto the uh, stage. You've got to get me somewhere where I can watch. Like, I don't okay. need to go on stage, but that would be mm-hmm. cool. But i got to get some kind of pass to get me somewhere. Okay. Uh, is Daytona, there's a lot of fences. What do you mean? So many. Oh yeah, no. I, so much fencing. There are so many fences and so many gates and so many security guards. Yeah, yep. yeah. But you're announcing I, the whole time again, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, I, I assume Rocket Rob. I, I love the I uh, Rocket Rob and, and my buddy Kevin Kelly. I, I got to watch. I didn't have you at this race. It's rare that you're not there. So I watched with uh, 
DMX Radio. Do you know those two guys? Not familiar. No. Oh, okay. Nope. Also, uh, Jeremy Malott from Red Bull. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good times. Yeah, it was good. Did you ask good him, you ask him a lot about how that signing is working out? Tell me you got him a little bit on that. Stu? No, you know, just one of the guys he pushed for. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a good night on that, for right, that guy. Right. wasn't a good night for that guy. No, <laughs> that one's off because – the dude he wasn't rooting for is one of the many riders now out injured. So I guess, but it still looks like what could have been. You know, I still. Um, I, by I, the way, unrelated, Barsha was there, and uh, I think Barsha's planning on coming back soon. Oh, really? Okay. This is yeah. not a. This is not a waiting for outdoors. Right, right, right. This is a. Uh, few, he he few might be on the bike soon, and then oh, wow. could be racing. So I guess yeah, they're just not planning on putting anybody on there. We talked about it a little bit, but there really isn't anybody to put on. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, this could be. He might only miss. You know, if he only misses four or five, then yep. they're fine. Right. Yep. All right. Uh, cool. Daytona this weekend. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you, Wygant. Yep. See you then. See you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. And, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. 
Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 